0: Grace be to you in peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There's usually a lot of talk about peace during the Christmas season. and It's obvious that a lot of people don't really understand what the angels were talking about when they talked about peace on earth as they spoke to the shepherds. We all long for peace. We long for Peace among nations, no more wars or saber rattling between different countries. We long for peace between family members who maybe don't get along very well with each other. We long for peace from a troubled conscience. We long for a peaceful night's sleep the whole night through. We're longing for all those kinds of different forms of peace. But as we look at what Simeon says, he he reminds us that the kind of peace that most people are looking for is never going to happen on this earth as long as it exists. He helps us recognize that the only true and lasting peace is the kind of peace that comes from seeing the Lord's salvation. Although we're told that Simeon was a very devout man, righteous man in God's eyes through faith, and we see that he was still troubled by a few things. Troubled as he was thinking about God's promise to send a Messiah. As a devout man, he certainly knew what those promises were from the Old Testament. He understood what God had said in our earlier reading from Isaiah, that God is the one and only true God, and that there isn't anything that comes out of his mouth as a promise that will ever fail. That God challenged anyone or anything that was called a god to do what he has and is doing. To make a, a promise of the future and a promise of a plan of salvation and have it be completed perfectly. But Simeon was still troubled. Israel was not powerful kingdom anymore, and anywhere close to what it had been under David and Solomon. They didn't have their own king. There was no one sitting on the throne of David. They were ruled by Gentiles, by the Romans. Didn't seem like there were a lot of devout people left. In fact, even the Jewish leaders were constantly divided, Pharisees and Sadducees arguing with one another. Yes, there were people who came into the temple courts to offer sacrifice and and prayers to God. but It seemed obvious that in many cases that was just tradition and obligation, not really a response of faith. People seemed to be more focused on the things of this world. That's what was important to them, not so much what God was offering and his promises that he made through his word. So Simeon might have been wondering what we still wonder sometimes today. How could God send his promised Messiah into that kind of a godless world, that kind of a godless situation? Wondering if, if God didn't hurry up and keep his promise, who would be left for the Messiah to come to? We don't exactly know what was on the mind of Simeon, But we do know what Luke tells us about him, that he was concerned about the comfort of Israel, the coming Messiah. Praying about that promise of God must have taken up a good part of his day every day as he devoted himself to prayer. What troubled Simeon still troubles us today. As we look around our world today and we read some of the statistics, it tells us that young people are turning away from anything called God, turning away to atheism in a greater percentage than ever. As we look at the situation of our world today, we see that, yeah, there are people who will answer a survey and say, yes, we are Christians. But less than half actually ever show up for worship. And among those who do, probably seems like it's a lot of going through the motions, a lot of tradition, a lot of obligation, not so much a response of faith. In the world today, we see people who are focused primarily on the earthly things, notoriety and power, prestige, money. That seems to be their God, not so much interested in the things of God and his word. The world is divided. We hear leaders talk about peace and unity, but it seems to be all talk because there's more and more division and dissension around us. So like Simeon, we might be tempted to think, well, if if God doesn't return, if Jesus doesn't return in glory pretty soon, who's going to be left for him to return to? Even Jesus wondered that out loud when he said, when the Son of Man comes... Will he find faith on the earth? So how did Simeon find peace? You might think that he found peace when God in a a miraculous way through the Holy Spirit promised him that he would be alive. He wouldn't see death until after he had seen with his own eyes the Lord's Christ. Certainly that promise must have given him peace. And yet you know how human nature is. You know how your human nature is. If God had made you that promise, you'd still be troubled. You'd say, well, is it going to be today? And if it is today, how am I going to know he's here? There'd still be things that would rob us of peace, wouldn't there? The thing that gave Simeon the greatest peace was seeing the fulfillment of God's promise. In some way, we're told that the Holy Spirit urged Simeon to go into the temple court just at the right time and guided him among all the different people, hundreds, maybe thousands of people in the temple courts, right to Mary and Joseph and enabled him to see that this child, 40 days old, this little baby boy, was actually the promised Messiah. And Simeon took him in his arms he finally experienced true peace. A peace that passes understanding, a peace that nothing and no one else could give him. He said, Lord, now you dismiss your servant in peace. Why do you say that? Because you've kept your word, God. That promise to Adam and Eve and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and David, you kept it. And not only that, you kept your promise to me. My eyes have seen your salvation. Many great prophets longed to see what I'm seeing right now. They didn't get to see it. They saw it only by faith. Here I am, holding the Messiah in my own arms. This child has come for all. He has come to be a light for the Gentiles to reveal who the true God is and who the true God is like, what he's like to the Gentiles, and and a glory for Israel to show that their hope and their trust in you and your promises over the centuries was completely justified. Good for Simeon. He saw God's promises fulfilled. He held Jesus in his arms. He could go home from the temple courts with a heart that was filled with joy and peace. What about us? We'll never get to do that, will we? We're we're not going to see Jesus walk down the aisle here in flesh and blood. We're not going to be able to hold a baby Jesus in our arms. We're not going to get to do those things like Simeon did. God hasn't promised us that we're going to be alive when Jesus comes back in glory. So how do we have that peace? How can we leave our worship with hearts that are filled with joy and peace? Well, think about where we use those words of Simeon in worship. We say the words of Simeon After we've heard the words and promises of God in the vespers or evening prayer service. We sing the words of Simeon after we've received the Lord's Supper in our worship. We can leave with hearts that are filled with joy and peace because God has kept his promises. Two or three have come together in his name. The bread and wine have been consecrated with the very words that Jesus Has given us. And although we don't see him physically, we know he's keeping his promise. Not a word that has come out of his mouth will be unfulfilled. As we look around and we see the cross, we're reminded why Jesus came. He was born to die. He went to the cross and was forsaken by the Father so that you and I would never be forsaken by the Father. As we look at the altar, as we receive the body and blood of Jesus with the bread and wine, we're reminded that Jesus' body and blood were given and shed for us for the forgiveness of all of our sins. So although we don't see Jesus with our physical eyes as Simeon did We see the marks of his presence. When we see the empty cross, when we see a depiction of Jesus' ascension into heaven, we're reminded that he didn't stay in the grave. He rose again on the third day. He ascended into heaven. He's preparing a place for us. That's his promise. We see all these things that he had made known ahead of time being perfectly fulfilled, just as he said they would be. And as we do that, we gain the confidence and the peace of knowing that all of those other promises he has made, the ones that are yet to be fulfilled, those too will be fulfilled. Just as Simeon saw them fulfilled and held the baby Jesus in his arms, so we will see Jesus with our own eyes, as Job foretold. Simeon expressed peace peace and joy in the fact that God had kept his promises and he saw the Lord's salvation, he was able to hold the Messiah in his arms. But he wasn't finished speaking. He also spoke of the future. It was almost as if the Holy Spirit had in an instant given him a view of what was going to happen over the next 30 years. He makes it clear that although in Jesus we have peace in our hearts, A peace that no one can take away, a peace that the world can't give, that doesn't mean we're going to live peaceful lives here on earth. He saw that Jesus would be then and would continue to be through all history a source of division. Jesus himself said that. He didn't come to bring peace on earth, an earthly peace, he came to bring a sword. He is the stone that the builders rejected the stone over which you either stumble and fall or becomes the solid foundation of your faith. Just as the reaction of the Jewish leaders to Jesus revealed what was in their hearts, revealed their unbelief, their jealousy, their hatred, so still today the message of Jesus reveals what's in people's hearts. Unfortunately, often their unbelief, their hatred for Jesus and then for us. Like Mary, a sword pierces our hearts too. As we see so many who instead of building a foundation on Jesus for faith, stumble over him especially when that might be a parent or a child or someone who's very close to us. Simeon very clearly reminds us that the peace that he had would not be the kind of peace that the world can give. The kind of peace that he had came from knowing that this world isn't all there is. That whenever his last day on earth would be, he would be able to stand before God and be invited into his glorious kingdom forever. Not because of anything he had done or kept from doing, but only because of what God had done for him. Because God had kept his promise and provided salvation, the Lord's Christ. That's the peace that you and I have as well, peace in Jesus, peace in God keeping his promise, peace in the Lord's Christ, the salvation that he has provided. In this world, we will have trouble. When we profess our faith in Jesus, those words will cause people to reveal what's in their hearts. And sometimes that'll be unbelief, and sometimes that'll be hatred. But Jesus has overcome the world. In Him, no matter what's happening in the world around us, we have true and lasting peace, eternal peace in Him. Amen. Please stand. the peace of God,